0: What is up everyone and welcome yet again to the box of One. and last tuesday officially marked the end of the 2020-21 nba season so let's get straight right into it and i think we all know the drill at this point when it comes to starting these episodes face the main headlines please yes sir
1: so first on our agenda um so team usa has been prepping for the olympics as you guys know they dropped the first two games in exhibition history which they've like never done before so they lost against nigeria and i think the second team was australia um and like what's interesting is that team usa like they beat nigeria by 80 points probably either the last olympics or the two olympics before something like that and then they lost them the first time and then they lost to australia again and so you can obviously like um, see the difference in physicality between like the NBA and like the international league because in international league the refs aren't calling these soft fouls that you know you typically see in the NBA so you're out here seeing like Dame and everybody flopping trying to get these calls um, right you gotta play them content I mean they figured it out recently they've um, beaten um, Argentina Spain and I forgot the last team but um hey at least Team USA you know we, we don't want them to you know go outside we were expecting a big fight from them <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, the first two losses they had was like definitely a red flag for everyone seeing about Team, Team USA. I mean, I'm pretty sure the, the expectation is for them to win gold during these Olympics, like nothing less. And I mean, it's kind of impressive how like since the 2012 Olympics when like Nigeria got absolutely um, routed by 80, like 80 points to Team USA. I mean, it shows like the international world is kind of catching up to the United States uh, in terms of, like about in terms of talent. I mean, like look, look at like the NBA now. Like literally, the MVP is Serbian. The Finals MVP we're going to talk about uh, later on is Greek. I mean, Luka Doncic, Slovenian. Like there are a lot of great international NBA talents um, right now. And yeah, I mean it's kind it's kind of great to see that. I mean, a lot, a lot of countries now are getting like a lot of resources and the opportunities to really kind of um, showcase their talents. Um, you just gotta love to see it. I mean, like. Yeah, especially the fact that now, as you mentioned, that phase, that a lot of the countries are definitely playing more physical than what you see in the NBA. I mean, Luca Doncic himself said that, I think in an interview before that, it's easier to score in the NBA than it was when he was scoring, uh, playing in the EuroLeague. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, we we'll go keep saying like, I mean, like the NBA is like definitely one of the most prestigious leagues in sort of talent, but the way in order to get points nowadays, like it's insanely easy compared to other countries, to like other national leagues, so. I mean, yeah, things are getting together right now. Devin Booker, Chris Milton, Drew Holiday are on their way to Tokyo right now. Um, yeah, as we see, after they play the finals. Um, so yeah, I'm really ex- hoping that, um, pretty expecting that they're going to win gold. Um, uh, let's get things going. Like Keldon Johnson, some acquisition uh, to the to the team after some players uh, forced to leave out to the co- uh, protocols. Like Bradley Beal, uh, especially that's going to be a really big hit. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, like honestly, this USA team is pretty solid. I mean, the thing they lack is size, really. I mean, Bam I'm out of bios are starting center. And speaking of Bam, I mean, I think we've seen that clip. Um, they were doing a shoot around, and then like KD got like a little mad at Bam, um, like, "Yo, I, I made I made a shot. Give me some change, man!" I was like, bro, like they, they didn't take that ball. So like, it was kind of pretty funny between the two. Um, yeah, really hoping uh, the team USA really pulls out for this Olympics. Hey, they got JaVale McGee as their big man. They got JaVale <laughs> McGee as their big man. People saying, like, they, he might be their savior, you know? Like, okay, <laughs> <like> stop. <it's tough. laughs> yeah, JaVale McGee is in the Olympic team. That's that's pretty, uh... Wouldn't necessarily <laughs> be my first choice, though, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I would say going for, like, I don't know, maybe, like... Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. I mean, Gobert, for <laughs> playing for France, so... uh, oh, yeah. I'm not sure, like, he'll be, he'll be a good option cousins <laughs> I don't know like, maybe like Tristan Thompson or something like that like someone like, who has like really good like like be able to get the offensive boards and all that like I mean TT would pretty much might be a little better option but like, I mean McGu can get the job done I suppose what up my boy Bobby Portis? <laughs> Bobby Portis yo oh my god like dude there are so many memes of him like just sent, like I feel like there's like the one emoji where it's like like the, the shock like wow emoji and like they put like a go- like a like a goatee and like a headband like this man looks like Bobby Portis like. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. All right, so next up we got there are some uh, trade rumors up in the air around the league and um, there are some potential superstars might be leaving their teams to others. So, for now, uh, there were rumors spreading that Dame Lillard or Bradley Beal might go to the Golden State Warriors. Um, I mean, whatever trade package that the Warriors are going to come up with, like I'm pretty sure they might have to include Clay Thompson in that as well. And really, I don't think you cannot really separate Steph and Clay. I mean, these two are the bread and butter shooting backcourt, like dynamic duo. I mean, you really cannot separate the two. I mean the chemistry is pretty much like second to none and really kind of splitting two up in exchange for probably like maybe like one or two years of like little or beal. I don't think it's really gonna like really gonna cut for like an immediate championship run. I mean they're gonna be contenders for sure, obviously, but like the chemistry between the two might not be like as high as like between Steph and Clay. So
1: Yeah, I agree. Um the thing is like I think you could make an argument saying that Steph is a bit undersized for a defensive liability. Um, Dame is shorter than him. So um, you can see Portland, like their main issue has been playing defense. Like offense will come easy to them no matter what. But the thing is with Golden State, like Klay Thompson is a lockdown defender. And in that finals team where they had Iguodala, Draymond Green, um, I forget who the 5 would have tranches between like what, Kevon, Louis, no, hold on, I'm to... it's Steph, Klay, KD, oh yeah, it was KD. Yeah, all of them are like, prominent defender so like Steph can like you know hide off the plays and they can like form a wall around them but um things thing with, is with Dame like he's 6 foot he's shorter than Steph so I, I still think what the Warriors have in set what they have set right now is um like bound for a championship I don't think they need to make a trade um Bradley Beal is sort of like a more offensively skilled play Thompson, but I feel like Thompson's just greater size and greater defensive versatility. But I think you don't need to trade for them. But another trade that I was looking at is the Lakers are gonna push heavily for either Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul. Um, so I think hopefully I, I want them to get Chris Paul because I feel like Westbrook has the shooting woes, and especially when he goes off the court, Westbrook plays a you know sort of like hero ball. I feel like Chris Paul, you know, and LeBron they they're able to organize the offense, facilitate more efficiently, and so and, and I want Chris Paul to get his ring. I feel bad that he didn't win the point. Really.
0: Yeah, I mean like as soon as the finals ended, Magic Johnson tweeted out that Los Angeles Lakers, like Chris Paul better call the Los Angeles Lakers, give them a phone call and see what they can work out. And yeah, I mean like some say like Wes West like some say someone rather some rather had Westbrook over CP three. But I mean like the thing with CP three, like the way how he's able to play like up to this up to this point, like he like he's still the point god uh, of this league. Um and like him pairing up with LeBron, I mean, not only the two are like like the best of friends, like also being able to like really get the offense going, like really facilitate and really limiting the turnovers, especially. Like I mean like C P three didn't really have the best finals in terms of like really taking care of the ball. But like once he's able to, like, go in with uh, the Lakers team with LeBron and AD, like, really get the offense, um, kind of getting things going, I think this is probably their best bet. That CDD for a championship, and maybe LeBron could probably get his fit for next season.
1: How about my guy LeBron reaching billionaire status um, with his revenue coming in from his contract, his sponsorships, Space Jam, entertainment,
0: investments? Crazy. Right. He's set to reach $1 A billion. $1 billion in earnings. My God man. He is set for future generations to come. Alrighty, so that is all the main headlines for this past week, and now let's get to the bread and butter of this episode, and we're going to talk about these past finals, and my goodness, these finals were quite an electric show, Uh, and let's get just right into it. So, the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Giannis, and Drew Holiday, and and the company, have defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games. And, you know, the, the whole mantra that Brandon Jennings said in 2013 when they're facing out against the Heat and saying Bucks in six, um, people were like people were like saying, wait, stop, stop right now. And look at them now. They won a championship in six games.
1: Yeah, It was essentially like a reverse sweep. It's like the Phoenix with the first two and it was just Milwaukee just demolished them out the next four creeps. games.
0: I'm telling you, like, i think like, I think I remember, like, in 2019 when they faced off against the Raptors, they were up 2-0, and then like the Raptors kind of took the next four from them. So, I mean, this is kind of like kind of like doing it against the Phoenix Suns, like they just got cases or medicine, um, you know? Like, honestly, this team, I mean, they, they've had their ups, they have definitely had their downs these past few years, and like really, they have, from those past experiences, they just learned from them and being able to come out the apex of the league and so, so let's so, take a look at some of the each of the game by game analysis so first two games in Phoenix uh, the Suns definitively uh, beats the Bucks convincingly um, CP3 had a really good game and game one had like 32 points um, and I mean, like, really, the Suns were, like, really setting the tone, like, thinking, like, yeah, they're the better team against the Bucks, and, like, people were thinking, like, they could possibly be them, like, in five games, as you predicted. Um, I predicted, like, they could probably be in six, but, um, you know, game two, um, yeah, Giannis had that, like, really, like, Giannis, a oh, man, like, the reason, like, I think, like, we are seeing the Suns were is like, really, like, one like the Suns were like looked like the better team like way like the way how like Devin Booker eight and have been playing these past like three rounds up to this point and but also Giannis's health. I mean, he had a hyper extended knee back in game 4 against the East Conference and many people speculate he might not even play the rest of his playoffs. And yeah, game 1 he didn't like have like, the best best game like went like 20 points and then, like had like one chase down block that looked like LeBron asked in the finals. Um, for game two, he's usually playing like himself again, like, he had like 42 points, albeit like he did not have help like for Milton and Holiday who had like really bad shooting games. But um, yeah, I mean, it was all about Giannis' help. I mean like if Giannis was like 95 like to 100%, they could possibly, they could possibly win this one. And lo and behold, they took the chip. Um, yeah, so like let's take it like a look at game three um you know this, this, had, this had this had to be a must win uh for the bugs otherwise they go down 3-0 and history tells that no team has ever come back from three nothing deficit and yeah Giannis honest had a, another 40 piece um yeah i mean game three was pretty much like bucks kind of like yo we got to take care of our business and just kind of get, get, get things back in the series um but game, game four, four. Ooh, uh, game this probably four. this probably might have been the turning point for this for these finals um the stuns were playing insane because uh, like devin booker had a bounce back game from that game three put up 42 in game four um, they were up going the fourth quarter with all the momentum coming in but the fouls man the fouls uh deep book I think on uh, his fifth foul, was, like should have been should have been ten seven. minutes, ten been minutes remaining or so, and that's when the Bucks came roaring back in. Uh, Chris Knowlton had forty, Giannis twenty-six, and like I think like, seventeen or something, that's a crazy number. But yeah, um, this was also like CP three, like you know, you know how critical like this series, like, this game was been because they would have been, been up three-one going back to Phoenix, possibly a closeout game but instead series tied at 2-2 and it's uh, best of three at that point um just hate to see it man like CP3 probably had like his worst game in the playoffs this year like in this playoffs in game four you know that critical turnover he had uh in the final minute of the game that pretty much sealed the deal uh I mean it's kind of hard it's kind of tough to see that um let's not mention uh probably the block of these playoffs um oh yeah that was insane uh Literally Giannis basically had to guard two players at the same time. Like firstly, you know, guarding up against that Deep Book kind of cut him off into the lane and then like when Deep Bug lobbed up to Aiden. My goodness, this is there's no surprise that he's called the Big Freak. I mean, the amount of athleticism, the timing it takes to real to like stop that alleyut. Like that's basically guaranteed. You know, Aiden's always been able to like really cash in on these Alley's. Uh, but Giannis, man. That's why he was a defensive player that's why he's a defensive player of the year, for sure. Alright, so yeah, the refereeing of that game, uh, I mean really those They really gave the Suns want to really want to get the Suns to win. I mean you, you remember that foul that like um Drew Holiday was on the break, going for the layup and literally D-Book oh, yeah. bear hugged him. Like I mean he literally just like dragged him down and refs didn't see it. Two of the refs were like right right there and they just wanted D-Book to play. I mean Come fair. Um Sometimes I feel like some of the superstars in the league might have like some sort of preferential treatment in terms of like getting foul calls. Um, not getting foul calls when I mean, it's blatantly obvious. But yeah, serious tied 2-2. And heading to game 5 uh, back at Phoenix. Uh, some place where the Bucks struggled and game was 1-2. And, and you know in the first quarter, um, you and I have been like, been, like we, we text each other like back I get game Five, first quarter and, like they were the Suns came up guns blazing. Um they were up 16 in the first and then somehow the Bucks whew, they turned they turned things around. This Drew Hall, Hall of two quarters. Ale AL of two quarters. I mean Drew Holiday had had like a really good second bounce back game in that uh, game 5. And you know, um, I think th- this game is fine for me, like really that's that's like the, the um, definition game of when the three of the Bucks, they were all like playing on point, you know, they combined 88 points and I'll just talk about what happened before, um, you know, Bucks, they were coming in like all the, with all the momentum and then like the Suns, they called their way back, um, uh, you know, Giannis had uh, a late, late game. Giannis did not have, like, the best free throw shooting game, you know, like, especially when it comes to playing on the road with, like, the crowd fast counting. Um, yeah, he missed some critical free throws. But the thing is, they were up, they were down one. Um, d book had the ball. And he was driving, I think it was, like, he was driving to his left, came across the wall, and turned around. He saw Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday says, let me take that free you. Me day. Day. Give, Give you me, day. me that and hey, see actually, see oh my goodness does that sequence of events leading up after that you know the fast break you know coaches would always be telling you you're up one like well, 15 seconds left you say like hey just scribble it out let people let the players, let them foul you hit some free throws and they kind of put this game out of reach but instead he put up he, he, he put up a gamble he saw Giannis running down the court as fast as he could and put up an insane alley-oop pass with CP3, like, you know, CP3 tried to push him off in mid-air, which, you know, I think that's probably the worst Should decision he's made. Grand. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely, I would say it's a playground, but, you know, bad decision making on him, and that's scared now. You know, Giannis honest <laughs> telling DeVoro, like, yo, I'm getting this chip, I'm getting it. That's mine. That's mine. In front of LeBron. In front of LeBron. LeBron was, like, sitting courtside, um, like, supporting CP3, and Giannis just took that way from, like, crazy. That's absolutely insane. So, yeah, I mean, these the two games that since then, when they're down 2-1, I mean, the Bugs were just like absolutely playing insane. Uh, Stifling defense, getting up their shots, and going into game six, the chance to clinch the chip in front of their home crowd, wow. Let's talk about what, just, what Giannis just did. 50 points, 50, put up a 50 piece. In a closeout game, only the second time that's been done in over 60, like 50 years plus since then. Um, 14 boards, 5 blocks. I mean, what what more can you say? I mean, this 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 guy uh, used to have a, a pretty bad injury just like about two weeks ago and put up 50 in, in a game 6 clincher for Chip. I mean, what more can you say? This man... Just absolutely playing insane.
1: Milwaukee got what they wanted, a chip. You know, they, they made the right adjustments. I think Mike Boonholzer even put in a lineup that was like never played before, and they just went extremely big because the thing that Phoenix lacked a lot was size. See, so you have Drew Holiday, maybe 6'4, 6'5, and you have Middleton at 6'8, Giannis at 6'11, uh, PJ Tucker at 6'5, but he, he plays like a center. He played small ball center for the Rockets. Brook Lopez. And and I mean, what does yeah. Phoenix have? They have DeAndre Aiden, and that's about
0: it. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, like, especially if, if you're deep over CP3 driving down a lane and you see these massive trees uh, coming at you. Um, that's just, that's just, like, how great, like, the Bucks defense has been, like, these past years. So it's all the size and athleticisms they have and the pieces they have acquired. Um, you know, it's us about Portis in game six. I mean... Milton and Milton and Paul uh, and Holiday didn't really have like really good solid game shooting games since Game Five. But Ford is really like bring up, brought up 16 points um, and like, he's really really good solid defense uh, throughout. You know, um, but also like but also like the energy he brings. Like that's just I think like he that was a really great acquisition for the Bucks. Um, PG Tucker too. I mean he may not, he's not always like bring up the the flashy stats, but his presence in the court. Um, really shows. Um, especially like when he plays like his defensive presence um, throughout the playoffs. Um, Chris Middleton. Um sometimes like throughout his playoffs, he's been rather inconsistent. Sometimes he feel like forty, sometimes he'll feel like the next game like fifteen. But when it when when it matters the most, when you need a closer, Middleton got your back. I mean I think like he, I think like, he's put up the most uh, go-ahead points um, in fourth quarter in overtime uh, since LeBron in 2007 or 8. I think. It was like 15 points, uh, go-ahead points throughout his playoffs. Um, yeah, um, really impressive to him. Like, he had a clinch, uh, clinching uh, jumper that puts up like, up six, with like a minute and a half remaining. And yeah, the Bucks are now uh, champs for the first time in 50 years. I mean, when it comes to the number fifty, I mean there's a lot of things that go on 50, 50 years since the championship. Fifty years, fifty points Giannis put up, fifty 50, 50
1: Uh <laughs> Um, what's also really interesting that I thought um like first about like the you know the statistics they put up, um, like Giannis averaged thirty five this finals. And it's just like like you don't you don't see players average as much like even I think LeBron in his like best
0: playoff series put up 32 I believe I don't remember the exact I think number he, LeBron might have averaged in 2015 he might have, I think averaged like 35 36 oh um, um, man 15 yeah. fouls when it was just like basically him all by himself against that Warriors game. um but you know Giannis has three games with at least 40 points and 10 boards. That's most since Shaq, back in like 2000, 2001 or so. Um, And unsurprisingly, he won the Finals MVP, deservedly so. Uh, One of three players to win it, a Defensive Player of the Year, an MVP, Registries MVP, and a Finals MVP. Each one's like Keem and MJ. That's really exclusive company right there. and really, I mean, this this Bucks championship. I mean, albeit like people think like if Brooklyn wasn't injured or like Katie Katie's foot was like an eighth like an inch shorter, we might be talking like about the Vets winning championship. But I mean, that's the thing is like the Bucks, this is probably I think like many have said, probably the most as far as I've heard, the most organic championship. Um, there was no super team made. This was basically this team was basically built from the like, ground up drafting Milton in like two thousand twelve and then Giannis in twenty thirteen. This was about eight, nine years in the making. And of course, they've had their lows back like two years ago. But Giannis um really didn't back down. Like he played through it. He basically he put in insane work. I mean if you seen that picture that the graphic the ESPN put up between him being drafted and him this season oh yeah oh the progress God.
1: the muscle he's put on
0: i think it's he's even grown a little bit i think he's internet, grown. i think yeah, he drafted 6-9 like, i think he's 6, 11. 6, 9, and now he's six eleven. put up 50 to 60 pounds of raw muscle like that's absolutely crazy like the, the, it's basically night and day between him and like when he signed people speculate he might he would like people want him to leave like milwaukee wasn't like really like a really good playoff team like despite me like having the best regular season record but Giannis says no uh, this is my place this is my home uh, the Bucks trusted him when they drafted him and like he wants to put in all that work so he signed up to max, which basically was a huge relief weight off the Bucks organization's shoulders and got all the good pieces through Holiday PJ took your Portis I mean that's a championship winning team and this is probably like one of most like this championship kind of really reminiscent of like the dallas mavericks you know drafted international yeah, player yeah the 2011 maps like you have an international player had some like good regular seasons not so great playoff seasons and with the right piece around him they took it the, got the chip so i mean this is like really really satisfying win for the bucks um you know like especially with Giannis, i mean I think many people are really, run, like, really running off Giannis in his greatness, like people saying, like, he has, like, no skill, like, all he does is run and dunk, but, like, James Harden, I mean, yeah, <laughs> look at James Harden now, I mean, he was in Paris, he might have been, I think he got arrested with, like, with little baby, um, and, yeah, Giannis got chipped, um, like, I, I think I was saying, cause, like, a lot of players, are like, really, like, when they were following this game, like, Giannis, like, they were, like, who like they were like going insane uh like in the same reaction with Giannis got that 50 point, like LeBron, KD, Steph um like pretty much everyone around the league were like really supporting him like really getting his respect and especially with Shaq um um you know like Shaq being like one of the most like dominant interior players and now we see Giannis like he, I think he had like the second most points in the paint throughout these playoffs um so that's, that's his spread about Like like she doesn't like necessarily really have to have like a shot, you know? Um I mean it would be nice to have, but like he's just so dominant. Like, his freakish athleticism, being able to get down the paint and really flush it down. That's just like, like I don't know how you can stop that. But let's talk about the free throw shoot. Game six, I mean he went for 16 of 17 or 17 for 19 something 17 like that of 19 crazy from the free throw line that's 10.5% <clears throat> um Giannis has shot roughly 55 throughout these uh throughout these finals um that's crazy I mean that's crazy he looked like Steph out there um <laughs> I believe one of the I believe uh, those like a, um I heard that one of the restaurants in Milwaukee said that um you, get, you can get a free shot every time Giannis makes a free throw um a Lot of people had that really are A lot high. of drunk people. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um but yeah. Um so let's take a look at some of the stats. the series averages for some sort of players, Giannis. So we said thirty-five point two points, thirteen rebounds, five assists, about two blocks a game. I mean, what more can you say about him in his first finals uh ever? Um Milton, twenty four points, six boards, five five assists. This is a really solid stat line for Milton. Um He's had some big game, has some muscle, like big games for like games three and beyond. Pretty solid for him. Holiday 17 points, six boards, nine assists, two steals per game. Especially the steals, man. Uh, that that game five steal definitely like really shows his like defensive presence. Um And as for the Suns, Booker with twenty eight point two points, three boards, four assists. I mean this is a really good, really good solid stat line for him, like especially like his first playoffs as well. Um you know 42 had like back to back 40 point game unfortunately both of them end up in losses but um no I think this is a really bright spot for Booker um you know like he's finally be able to like show them that he's capable of playing in the big, biggest stage um and really able to show it um Chris Ball um first, first finals in his 16 his year career um you know I mean, the stats like when we sh- we're going to talk about like 22 points, roughly three boards, eight assists. That's like not, not that's not too bad. I mean, like pretty solid form, pretty solid. Line, but roughly four turnovers a game. Um, that is very uncharacteristic of CP3. Um, you know, like there are left in the games where he just like looks, he just looks discombobulated. Like does not really know. Like really his decision making is really has gone off the window, and just really make ill advised passes throughout the throughout the series so hopefully things will rebound for him and like maybe he can get a chip with the lakers quote unquote maybe but um yeah pretty disappointing end for his uh, illustrious career um uh, just in his first finals. so and dron jayton uh brought 15 points 12 boards one and a half blocks i mean not too bad for him pretty respectable double double average but he just cannot guard for the for for his life Oh, yeah, you got absolutely destroyer. I mean, um, as great as Monty Williams has been throughout us uh, coaching Grittis throughout the season, um, you, you should not put Aiden on an island with Giannis because Giannis is basically just too fast, too strong, too athletic, you just blow by, blow by him. Um, and yeah, thirty. And so you see, we can just see, tell you about his final averages again, like thirty-five points and like all the, all these stuff. But man, like. I don't know. That's just, it's just unbelievable. And, like, the way how the Bucks are able to play this stuff is throughout the series. I mean, game like, first round against the Heat, people were really think that they're a first round exit because of the way how Heat beat them. Last year's playoffs, sweep. Now we got the Nets. And there's people thinking, like, the Nets would, like, especially with, like, this big three playing. But uh, the injury buck hit them. And they took them in seven. And then the Hawks, pretty uh, Pretty surprising think like they got to the six games. I mean, Giannis had that really bad injury, but Milton and Drew Holiday really stepped up to really put them over the, over the top to reach the finals. And I mean, like, really throughout the playoffs, I think a lot of us were really riding off the Bucks. Like, they were really, like, some people think they were dark, the dark horse to possibly win the, the championship. Um, but they didn't, like, people were really questioning like, if they were able to really perform well in the big stage. And lo and behold, they, we, we saw that. Yeah, I think
1: mean, definitely. I agree 100%. Um, I, I was reading something out there saying, like,
0: uh, what was it, Chris Middleton either plays like a Prime MJ or he plays like a Kyle Kuzma. So that, it's so basically that cycle yeah. in which he plays like Prime MJ, the media raves about him. He plays like Kuz, people writing off, like, he becomes underrated, like people think he's underrated, and then he plays like Kuz, Kuzma. Media criticizes him. MJ, again. And the cycle continues i mean that's kind of I mean, you there's there's really much no in between when it comes to middleton he's played out these eight brian and jay um i mean these last few games middleton like they're pretty solid pretty solid stat line i mean he didn't really have like the worst the best um shooting in game six but shots that matter the most he's able to hit them um now uh yeah, as so we said, Booker, Milton, Holiday, uh, they still have some unfinished business. They're on their way to Tokyo right now. And imagine the plane ride between the th- among the three um, might just be a little bit awkward. But they all share the same idea, same goal to win gold uh, for the United States. So, yeah, I mean, so that concludes this NBA, this really, really entertaining NBA season, um, I would say. And these playoffs as well. I mean, these playoffs were actually pretty pretty good. I mean, we could probably, we could probably do another episode just kind of recapping these 2021 playoffs uh, in the near future. So... Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that brings an end. Um, if you have anything else to say, Faith.
1: No, I think this was very good. Jerry provided his expert analysis, future ESPN reporter. But uh, that's everything I got on
0: my end, sir. So. Yeah, so as to me uh huge congrats to K Bucks. I can't really say more about them this organization um especially the fans um the fans out there 65k 65,000 fans outside of Pfizer, 18 000 to 20,000 inside i mean these these fans are really really supportive to really see that they to see this team win the championship so huge congrats to them and yeah so that brings an end to this episode box 1 so stay tuned for Future content throughout the off season, so be on the lookout.
1: Yes, sir. About that fresh, so clean, clean content. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. All right, later, folks. <laughs>